Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tell him they've changed it back to Montreal Impact because he's so <laughs> fucking unreasonable. Have they? Yeah. Have they actually? Yeah. So that's fine. That's no, they that haven't. Point. Yeah, right. They haven't. <laughs> I'm going into fucking war with Andy today. <laughs> All right. um, this whole next 45 minutes is going to be a fucking war. Right, <laughs> you got your keys with you? Of course I do. Good man. Right. You're going to struggle to get them out your pocket again? Probably. Because you've got big, big muscly thighs. <laughs> That's the reason, isn't it? It's not the reason. I put them in the little... I shouldn't tell people where I put my keys. Nah, you don't give away your secrets. Yeah, I've got a wee pouch, Andy. <laughs> like but, that dog in Argentina? Yeah, a little pouch. I put everything in there. <laughs> There's a lot of room. It's like a little kangaroo. <laughs> right, here we go. It's like a little kangaroo from Ashton. Sorry. <laughs> the Ashton kangaroo. You're telling me you went like that as a nickname? <laughs> I, yeah, I'll go with it. Right, here we go. Got this feeling in my body, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Arsenal are out of Europe and Palace of Sacviera. It's Friday 17th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Guten Tag, everybody. It is Freitag. Hey, go on, Andy. Get your breakfast out for the lads. <laughs> what are you waiting for, Andy? Don't laugh it off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a delightful welcome. Thank Andy you. was giving us a little French lesson earlier, wasn't he? Saying, I, I said that the French word for sausage mm. was saucisson. And he said, no, that's the longer dried sausage. Yeah. Actually, the normal sausage is just called a, a saucisse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Great to have a little bit of education when you're working. Appreciate that, Andy. Yeah. Appreciate that. Before, Andy, we go any further... 
with any kind of food or football-related chat. Uh, we've got some exciting news to share. We've just released a new merch collaboration with Percival, the brand that clothed Gareth Southgate's naked torso during the Euros. Uh, it's out now. Uh, yeah. You can pick from four different T-shirt designs and there's some crackers in there. We've got Kevin Keegan falling off his bike on national television, uh, Phil Neville doing what he thought were the best stepovers Manchester United had ever seen and one with the iconic ramble line, that's what football do to you on the T-shirt. Mm. How about that? They ship worldwide, just like... Uh, <laughs> we just are like, Mr. Worldwide. Just like Pitbull uh, and are available to purchase right now head to percivalclo.com that's percivalclo.com and search ramble on the homepage or just hit the link in the episode description no sausages while you're wearing it though we don't get any sauce down it do no we? definitely not oh, but it's, it's, they are bloody exciting and if those of you who are listening who haven't seen the um, the designs on social media um, it is well worth checking out they're great t-shirts Percival are a great brand um, and uh, I, I mean it's great for me because I actually quite liked wearing Percival t-shirts anyway so um, this is a nice little bonus. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Uh, Marcus, I saw you, Vish and Jim doing the modelling for it on the photo shoot a who week better? or so ago. Who better? Well, I thought that myself. I thought, who better? Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. If ever eyebrows were going to sell a T-shirt, it would Big be time. Marcus Spellers. That's right. That's yeah. absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Gentlemen, let's move on to Arsenal Football Club. They... Got a credible draw against Sporting last night. Uh, is, that, is that the headline? <laughs> is that what all the, uh, all, the, all, the, all the newspaper hacks went with? Yeah. Credible draw for Arsenal <laughs> on the night? You need someone to shake media up, and I think yeah, Marcus I think so. is that man. Oh, yeah. What about away goals? What about away goals? They would have gone through it as away goals. But, you know, it's not away goals. Oh, forget it. Of course. If you won by scoring fewer penalties in the shootout, they would have also gone through. I mean, away goals, we would have, and those people who know, out there who are interested in maybe the political side of, of, of life would, would like to know, no doubt, that it is a fact mm. that had we not um, left the EU on Brexit, Arsenal would have gone through an away goals last night. We can no longer have away goals in football because of Brexit. I long for the day we go through a podcast with you without you mentioning Brexit. I long for the day where I live in the world that you didn't vote for it. <laughs> like I say, I know what you're doing, you're projecting, because you did vote for it. Andy said to me, I'm voting for Brexit because I've got all the visas oh, anyway. That's what Andy Stop <laughs> Right, I'm sorry about that, everybody. Um, <laughs> Arsenal are out of the Europa League, of course, Sporting. Great win for them um, on penalties. Uh, Pedro Gonçalves uh, scored from just inside his... Uh, no, just inside the Arsenal half, yeah. should I say. A beauty. What uh, a was, beauty. It was a stunner. Absolutely stunner. Because it, I thought the ball was kind of slightly under him, it if was. you see what I mean. So it to was. dig a shot out like that... Right. And it's not as if Ramsdale was Miles like, off horrendously his line. No, off his line. Because Ramsdale runs back and does... Because sometimes goalkeepers... Um, when they get lobbed like that, they, they, you, on the odd occasion they're kind of resigned to it, or for some reason they 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 just they malfunction and they just kind of fall over. It wasn't miles they, off yeah. his line, and he did react in reasonable time. Reacted in reasonable but time. It was, and was perfect, at full stretch. It was, it was in the spot. Wasn't oh my it? goodness! It was <laughs> absolutely a, in the spot. A stunningly good goal. Uh, I totally agree. And uh, yeah, amazing stuff. And um, of course, they, they they went through on penalties. Andy, that's a huge win for Sporting. Yeah, I mean, I was saying to a friend actually at that point, Sporting came out and they played well in the first half um, without really looking like they were threatening Arsenal that much. In the second half, they they, they started brilliantly, but again, it was difficult to find a, mm -hmm. a, a way that they were going to score. If, I, I texted a friend actually. An Arsenal fan who was who was at the game, and I was I was at the game, but he was he was in a different stand, and um, I said, "Sporting are playing very well, but I feel like it might take an act of God for them mm -hmm. to score." Well, and that that wasn't far off, yeah. but but it really propelled them, and the, you know they they could have gone on and won the game from there. Obviously, Arsenal got on them in the second half of extra, extra time. time, which which you would expect once they brought all the subs on, because the the Arsenal team that finished it is very different to the Arsenal team. Use that the proper name that Arteta it. uses for his subs. 
The Impactors. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought I thought it was the fin- Montreal finishers. Impactors. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he says Impactors. He, Portland finishers. I yeah, think yeah. He, yeah. He says uh, Im- Impactors. <laughs> So I just, I just thought it was an interesting way of looking at it. It is an interesting yeah. way of looking at it. We should say as well, by the way, that Sporting are currently fourth in the Portuguese league. They have not played as well as they've played in the two games at Arsenal at any point during the league campaign. I've seen, I've yeah. seen pretty much all their league games. But, but for them yeah. to go to, to, to beat the side who have been top of the league in England for so long now, again, it's a superb <laughs> result for them. That's but incredible. It is, yeah. But what about the Arsenal side of things, Luke? I mean, yeah. I, I think that if you look at the teams left in the Europa League, you know, Arsenal... Um, had they have gone through in this tie, I would have probably thought, you know, there's, there's a big chance of a European trophy. But of course, all the chat is about the league title. How do you think Arsenal fans will wake up this morning? Do you think they'll be that bothered or do you think it'll be... I think you spin it. I think you spin it yeah, however I, you I, need to. Well, I think... However, I you, however, whatever it gets you through yeah. the night, you, you, you say, if you, if you win that game last night and go through an aggregate and you say, we've got a really good chance of winning this trophy, which of course they have. Mm-hmm. They would have been, they were among the favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can absolutely easily in 10 seconds flat if you're an Arsenal fan at the moment say cheers but who cares because um, yeah. we're going for the league but you th- I think the, the big concern really is uh, Tommy Yasu and Saliba going yeah. off in the, in, in the first bit that, that's that's what I, like Jim was bothered about when I when I spoke to him about it oh, was, he a, you f- was that the friend you text? Uh, no oh, right. I've more than one friend well, who knew? Well, we could all text Jim if we want yeah. I'll text him now if you want yeah Go on then. He won't reply. There are listeners to this podcast <laughs> who could text him. Yeah. We always give his number out. He doesn't realise. That's um, not true. That is it? not true. But, but so, so <laughs> a lot, a lot of I think philosophically the injuries are interesting because there's been a bit of chat, hasn't there, that Arsenal have been quite fortunate with injuries, which I don't actually agree with, given they lost Jesus for such a big part of the season. Yeah, Eric Ten Hag piped up. He said, "Oh, you know, they, they've not had any issues, which is bullshit, basically." But they they have. For the main priority of what their season is looking like this season, which is essentially to win the league, um, they've used quite a small amount of players. And you can't do that by definition if your players are injured. So it does pose a few more questions, I think, of yeah. Arteta. I, th- I think it, it, it all depends who gets injured, basically, doesn't it? Because Tommy Asu is mm. inconvenient and it looked, you know, guessing it, look, it looked like a hammy. Uh, you'd think a, a couple of weeks at the, the, the very minimum. If they're missing Saliba for a bit, that's more of a concern. Definitely. Uh, that, that, is, that is definitely more of a concern. But I could flip that question, Marcus, you asked me right back at you and say, you know, start, it, start of the season. Um, I'll flip reverse it, mate. Go on then. Uh, start of the season, if you said to an Arsenal fan, would you prefer to win the Europa League or the Premier League? Mm. They would say the Premier League. You'd have thought so. There we go then. But they've never won the Europa League though. Well, maybe they would have said the Europa League because they didn't think True. the Premier League was realistic. Mm. Because what they've done this season has been... Nothing short of extraordinary. Well, I think we need the, a... the other thing you were saying about Gabriel Jesus, by the way, he really looked the part in the first half. I think mm. in terms He's of so active, like yeah. if you were if you were selling this as an exercise to get ready for winning the Premier League rather than a means to an end in itself, like forty five minutes for Jesus where he plays really well and gave Sporting all sorts of problems. Yeah, he did. I, th- I think is, is a good thing. Do you think the most disappointing thing is the fact that Kim Kardashian was spotted at the game and Arsenal didn't really put on the... Football's for of, everyone. Yeah, well, it, not the performance or the result they would have wanted to uh, to have old Kim... She got, she got half an hour extra game and yeah. three pens. I mean, Maybe what, she was supporting Sporting, actually. I've, I've gone on a huge assumption. Is there. she happy being called old Kim? <laughs> is, that, is that a new brand, old is it? Old Old Kim. Old, hi, I'm old Kim. <laughs> <laughs> She's very happy with that, is she? But I, I don't. Will you move it, on? Okay. Do you mind if I just been annoyingly ask a quick question? A little bit more Kardashian stuff. No, no, it's not okay. Kardashian stuff. It's about the referee, right. which you, you all well, be delighted to know. He's it's a, it's he's who a we all went for. Who we all went for? Well, can I ask a really annoyingly pedantic point of order around the refereeing of the game, mm-hmm. please? And, and I don't know if you guys will know the answer to this, 
But to me, it was surprising because at one point, when he sends off the sporting player, whose name escapes me. Uchate. Yeah. Not to say that again. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he plays the advantage, even though the guy's going to get a second yellow. And I didn't think you were allowed to do that. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, what about then, if he's playing the advantage and the guy's on a second yellow, he's already got, got his, in his mind to send him off. Mm. And he gets a third yellow. No, and he, and he, and he does something. He scores. Or, yeah. he, he, or he stops Arsenal from scoring. Yeah, that's probably, that's more likely because mm. as soon as the advantage is over... I think this happened to Chris but, but it's, Baird. It's, full of, full of it's unlikely, isn't it? I, I mean, I think you can do it for a yellow. I know you can do it for a yellow and I know you can do it if you're not going to card a player, of course. But if you're, gonna, if, you're gonna, if you're fit to send someone off and he has an impact in the game because mm. you're playing an advantage, yeah. that's... that's but but, but it's, it's so unlikely. If you're playing the advantage, mm. it means the advantage is, is, is with the other side, But it's still a fair point though, Andy. I actually think that there's a quirk in the game here. So I would instruct, if I was a manager, I would instruct my players... If you've committed a foul, which you know is going to get you sent off or a second booking, and the game carries on, you've got a free hit. <laughs> it's the referee get, showing get off because Kim Kardashian's in. in the crowd. Just run around and just absolutely, you know. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, who just to make you feel get, better, as Roy Key would say, <laughs> he, he did get full value for that second yellow card, yeah, he didn't did. he? Yeah, I, mean, he did. I, mean, I mean, he gave it the lot. But I think the thing is with Matteo Lars, who, you know, he's he's a. He's an acquired taste, I, I think it's fair to say, as a, as a, as a referee. He's a bellend. He, he let an awful lot go in that game. And I think it's because he talks more than Marco Verratti. He does. So he just he just doesn't have time to whistle. Uh, it's, it's a load of old nonsense. Yeah. Um, I I suppose before we sort of slightly move on from Arsenal, Arsenal only Nuno Tavares. Um, it's unlikely he's going to be called back uh, anytime soon. But he... Um, he accidentally signed a petition to ban his uh, Marseille teammate, Leonardo Bellardi, from the club. <laughs> I you saw this. He's been stitched up. The petition, was, it. It was, petition was started by a Marseille fan who was claiming to be going on a hunger strike as a protest against uh, Bellardi <laughs> playing for the club. I mean, I... Yeah. The fan got Tavares' autograph outside the club's media centre, but the document that Tavares signed was actually a petition. Now, when we say document, that is quite strong language. He basically just had this sort of cardboard sort of thing, and as he signed, he didn't realise. The petition said in French, Leonardo Bellardi, the people of Marseille don't want you anymore. Respect us. Thank you. (laughs) At least it's polite. The fact that he thanks him... You're not worthy Mm. of being anywhere near the club I support. Thank you very much. Could you respect us? Because we're definitely respecting you. Yeah. To, to me, it is absolutely astonishing that fans don't do this more. You know, get players to sign contract extensions outside the training ground and <laughs> yeah. stuff. I don't think it would take a lawyer long to unpick no, all that. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Where is this, though. on the other hand? Yeah, yeah. Tight. That is how Charlie Kane got his brother to sign. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, Harry, can I have your autograph, please? You're my brother. Just please. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Oh, what, seven years? That's a birthday card to uh, <laughs> our friend. Um, yeah, but Arsenal, um, they are hosting Crystal Palace on Sunday. Uh, and Palace are now managerless. They, uh, they've they sacked Patrick Vieira, of course. And we thank Crystal Palace for doing that before we recorded the podcast. Um, because often that's not the case, Andy. Praise be to the to the footballing gods and to Steve Parrish for, for, for pulling the trigger mm. in good time for us to be able to cover it. Did poor, poor old Paddy, though. I mean, he was going to get his emotional return to, to Arsenal and they've brutally, heartlessly dumped him. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen, have you seen uh, the results? On, on St. Patrick's Day well, as well. Couldn't, couldn't he have waited till after the international break? Is this so, going to make a massive difference to the result on Sunday? Is this the only time in history, as Marcus rightly points out, that a player, a manager has been fired in football mm. on the official day of his name? Maybe. Oh. It's got, you've got, surely this never happened before. I, I bet it has because in, in, in parts of uh, continental Europe, names days are a big thing. Yeah. Okay. So every day is like, is 
two or three, maybe more. David Moyes sacked on St David's Day. Ooh. You know? There's still time. I can't think of a manager at the moment called Andrew something. No. St Andrew's Day, but if I could, I would. Yeah, true um, enough. We could sack Russell. George Burley or St George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it when it comes up. Love that. Um, but yeah, so, so he's gone. Uh, and it, of course, this is uh, 12 games without a win. Um, I mean, they lost to, to, to Brighton midweek. They did manage uh, to get a shot on target, though, after three games without one. Again, that that does uh, <coughs> suggest why he was sacked, of course. As Steve Parrish said, it was with, with no, enormous regret uh, and ultimately results have left us in, in that precarious position, which is why he's been sacked, of course. Clearly, it's it's something that they didn't want to do, but their hands are tied, Andy. We've been talking about Palace these last couple of weeks, about how they are the side who are slipping down. Yes. I mean, they're not even getting shots on target for crying out loud, let alone scoring goals and winning yeah. games. I, I actually, if you look at this, this is a very understandable sack. Yeah, I think, I think it absolutely is. Having said that, Ooh. I just wonder who the Palace get who makes it better I, I guess that's not really the question for now the question is let's just get ourselves away from the bottom because place wise they're fine points wise they're not and it's just about staying in the Premier League for, for the moment I think you get a lot more of these sackings in the in the modern game because it is so financially ruinous mm-hmm. if you get relegated yeah. from, from from the Premier League but Palace have been in this weird twilight zone for a, a long time and Vieira gave well, last a sort of glimmer of hope that they could get themselves out. But still, Palace are still... <laughs> last season we were good. Yeah, exactly. Palace are still in that position where... <laughs> I played midfield for Arsenal. Then, then They're not going to qualify for Europe. Yeah. They're highly unlikely to go down in most situations. Palace. So, yeah. So, you look at, you look at where they are. Where can you go from where they are? I don't, like building something yeah, there I don't think is, this is, is extremely yeah, you're, complicated. You're, you're taking something else. This is about no, I've, al- I've already explained. I understand in this situation because the only thing that matters mm-hmm. is that they stay up. Yeah. But I'm saying globally, in terms of what we expect a Crystal Palace manager to do, what can you expect a Crystal Palace well, manager to do? With him, it was evolve the style, but it wasn't qualify for Europe. It wasn't get away from the bottom because they were never in serious danger of relegation under Hodgson in the first place. So, well, like, like, what can you hope the, the, to the get issue, out? Of the it, issue, really? but that's but there's no time. There's there's a time and a place for those kind of philosophical discussions for you and your broadsheet mates to have. Um, <laughs> yeah, my broadsheet over mates. your over your, uh, over your When did you last read a paper? Nineteen ninety five. Put your own in your pocket. Come on, support the industry. <laughs> um, no, joking aside, I think you've got to look at the fact that they're in absolute freefall. They don't score goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, and you know. They had an opportunity. If you look at, they've only won one Premier League game since I think it's around the beginning of November. Mm. They had the opportunity with the start they had, which wasn't too bad, to be in the on the other side mm. of the schism that's now emerged in the Premier League, mm. which is basically twelfth place downwards has a danger of being relegated. Eleventh mm. place upwards doesn't. Yeah. Um, Palace could have been on the other side of that, and they're not. So mm. when you, when you look at it in the round. Um, and as Marcus said at the start of all this, when we first started talking about this situation, they're, they're not, they're not, you know, not even really famously getting shots on target. Think of the games. attacking talent they've got, and they've got. It was exactly the point I was going to make. They've got a lot of good, exciting attacking players. What I would say is this: the job that Vieira did post Hodgson to reinvent that team and get them to the position he got them in. Um, fin- they finished 12th last season I think season they were well. finished 12th. Yeah, yeah um, playing different football, exciting mm-hmm. football. They were a good, <laughs> solid team. Would he argue that they were on course again for that finish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, he, he, and then Andy's right on, on one level because he's right to point out the points rather than the p- position. They've only dropped a couple of positions in the table, but they find themselves three points off relegation. So yeah. you, you understand why they've got to make a move at some point. I'll be honest I, with you. I, 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 do, I, but... I, thought, I thought if they... Uh, the way they were going, I thought 
they were they were going to go down. I, the, the, I honestly thought that's that and was the, and sure. But and the, big, that's, the big chat is this: it's, it tells you something when the most the biggest reaction to this situation that we've heard this morning from people is, "Oh, isn't it a shame it doesn't get go, to go back to Arsenal?" Yeah, it's not exactly. about him because well, he played for Arsenal. Yeah, once. yeah. yeah. He's one of their best ever players. At least he can legend. have a proper St Patrick's Day tonight, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. You know, he's, he's still, he swings and roundabouts. But I would say the two things are connected: the the global where the Palace go and the situation they find themselves in at the moment. Because how do you build on last season? There's nowhere really to go. I think it's a really, really difficult job for anyone. And I think the next person, mm. all they've got to do is not get Palace relegated. That, that is the only job that, that the next person really yeah, has it, to do. But that is but the from, job. That is the from job. there, where do you go? But, 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 but what? You, ju- you just, it's the job. You just stay 12 forever. Yes, yes you do. That's, if you can. That's, that's really, really hard no, but it to, isn't keep, a... to keep a fan base energised, to keep players Fine. interesting. If... In- interesting. Look at... It's super difficult. Come on, come on. No, it's it, super difficult. It is, Andy, but you're missing the... Look, Palace I'm not are... missing the point. I just Palace... don't know what the no, point but... is for now. Palace are... A, a, a... I think Andy's been disgraceful. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Palace are, in Premier League terms, one of the smaller London clubs. Right? Yeah. Uh, they would need a, a new, perhaps a new stadium because it's a bit of a creak. Well, not creaking, but it's a small. The, st- the stadium needs a facelift that it's been planned for ages, but that it hasn't had yet. Right, enough. Yes. Okay. So th- th- there they are. They need a swimming pool. They need every. every <laughs> let, let's get the one at Fulham. Uh, let, let's get the prototype done and see yeah, if it, exactly. everybody follows with. But Palace are there. And if Palace could say to themselves, we are probably the 12th, 13th best side in England. I think that's that would be an enormous achievement. That's that's fine to say if you're not a Palace fan. Let me chime in here because I think there's a wider context, and that is this is indicative of what the football football has become. Hundred percent in this country. Couldn't agree more. So I'm not disagreeing with either of you necessarily, but what I'm saying is this path you guys are discussing here about this existential idea of what clubs actually are and where they get to and what's possible for them is something that's been trodden before with clubs a similar size to Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. So Stoke had that issue yep. and with Pulis. Swansea, they ended up pulling the trigger with, with Pulis because they wanted to um, yep. change their style. Charlton. Um, but Burnley's yeah. another one. Yeah. Burnley did Charlton exa- was slightly different. They were on the side. I think Charlton and Swansea slightly different. I think yeah. Stoke and Burnley definitely are one. Yeah, yeah. And then Palace are finding themselves in this position. But unfortunately, I think Marcus is right. What I'm, And what I mean by that is... I just the leave way- it there. <laughs> what I mean by that is, let's have a break. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I mean by that is, what I mean by that is, is that the way football is now, yeah. you're Steve Parrish, who's ultimately making these decisions, or at least being the spokesman for these decisions and having an input into it. If, if you say to him, can, you can be 12th in the Premier League for the next for the foreseeable future every single season, he's obviously going to say thank you very much indeed. And yeah. the, and I've had sad- a lovely day, and, thanks, and the, Noel. And, and, yeah, exactly. And the sad thing is, is that unless they do get a huge takeover. You know that's that is probably the ceiling. However, there are the odd little glimmer of hope, and, and you know <laughs> they won't thank me for for saying this. But look at Brighton. You know, yeah. I know that will disgust a lot. Unfortunately of for Crystal Palace, their glimmer of hope might turn out to be Rafa Benitez <laughs> holding a torch. Oh, now you're talking. Now you're talking. I don't know, but I've just um, suggested that Palace might find inspiration from Brighton. Let's stop the Palace chat there for yeah. crying out loud, because if Palace fans are you're just Jules's puppet. I think I am. I th- I, you know, have you not started the campaign to get Roy back for three months? No, Roy. Enjoys retirement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, enjoys yeah, okay. retirement. I just liked it. I saw him the other day on the. Well, if, if the you're pitch. not promoting it, it's not happening, is it? Well, because I saw him on the pitch at Fulham the other week when it was, you know, they do this thing forever Fulham and so yeah. people turn up. And I thought that's lovely. And, I, and he'll do his tour, as I said. Pick it down from the roof, picking a field mouse out from between his teeth. <laughs> so he'll go around his old clubs. And as I said at the time, you know, he'll, he'll you know, have a little walk on the pitch at Anfield, no doubt. And stuff. <laughs> he's the only man that can look at all the clubs he's managed just by turning his head. <laughs> 
<laughs> Surely Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, big time. I think that's. I think we made that observation well, before. Well, I'm now managing the owls. Yeah, mm. yeah. Who's who's the next? Who's the next Crystal Palace manager going to be? Wouldn't it be funny if Roy Hodgson managed Sheffield Wednesday? That's the insight, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Listen, is it. As, what's it? What is actually interesting? as an addendum to all this, when we mm. talk about the next manager at Crystal Palace, it's fascinating to me now yeah. how Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard are forever yep. kind of stuck together. Yep. I saw them on, on Betfair with exactly the same odds to oh, be the next Crystal Palace manager. <laughs> like, say, until they are co-managers, yeah. one week one manages, one yeah, has a exactly. steps back, you know, until we have that situation. Um, Mikel well, and what they, a way you should do that yeah. is before the game, Lampard and Gerrard <laughs> on the pitch, and who would the fans like to manage their team well, for this game? Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's a big poll and it's put on the big screen and the loser uh, Roy Hodgson swoops down and picks him <laughs> and flies off with him <laughs> oh dear Miguel Arteta has called this game Arsenal's game against Crystal Palace a final mm. um, so we've we've you know they've got a lot of because they can go left. eight points click set you're playing in the cup that's right, right. That's so a, it's a, that's a big right. psychological mm. boost for them Huge. to have that have that big gap indeed Sir Alex Ferguson was asked uh, to choose Manchester City or Arsenal for the title at Cheltenham and he simply said I'm not interested. (laughs) God bless him. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. If you're asking me whether Harry the Horn, who I presume is the mascot, should dive in that way, I think it's disgraceful. He said dive, not die, by the way. What, what does he what possible other explanation could he have for a, a giant hornet being at a game? Harry the Hornet. I presume it's like he's I presume he's the mascot, else we're all dead. Apparently went up to Harry the Hornet and said, uh, you're diving, and he went, No, I'm not. And he said, Well, I think you are. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the You're gonna be tricky with your stakes. <laughs> Oh, dear me. Of course, former England manager Roy Hodgson there. Talking of England, the yeah. squad has been announced. Ivan Tony is back <coughs> with the England squad. He was called up last year, but he's yet to win his first cap. These are for the uh, important games, qualifying games. It matters. Mm. It matters. Ukraine on Sunday. At home. At Wembley. Mm-hmm. Italy away in Naples yeah. um, on Thursday night uh, next week. Uh, so interesting stuff. Uh, so Tony's in there. Um, there, there was a couple of uh, high-profile um, people, uh, a few high-profile players missed out. Ben White, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Southgate said, uh, there are three boys that are in as right-backs. Uh, we've got them just ahead of those two, those two being, of course, Ben White and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. I don't think it's a surprise that Alexander-Arnold has, has missed out, really. Um, ben White could be a little bit disappointed. Um, but he's, but again, like you look at the quality uh, England having that. Particular yeah, well, White's position. not been in unbelievable form in but recent also, weeks either. Also, that he's right. he's not, not that form really seems to move the needle. With <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's your point? I was about no, to say. No, it does with some, not others. But um, I mean, you have got Walker, um, James, and, and Trippier in there. He is. There's no very, argument. Trippier's been the sta- Trippier's been the standout. You can't you can't argue it. Been ahead of him. Yeah, Trippier's just a, a glorious footballer. He, he he really is, and a great great to see him at Newcastle United, right, Marcus? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's proved you wrong. Um, <laughs> Gareth Southgate has stayed Again? loyal. Yeah, has stayed loyal to Harry Maguire and Calvin Phillips most notably. Yeah, which is the issue, I think. It's the issue most people have got with it. Yeah, I think, though, that England's sort of lacking... Well, I mean, Maguire did play last night. He did, and um, and obviously they were reasonably successful in that endeavour. I, I think that the issue is more of a wider one, which is that Southgate goes away after... Um, the last tournament and has this rumination on whether he wants to continue or not and it's a little bit less certain than it has been in the past he then decides he wants to stay on to this next cycle which goes on for what just over a year mm-hmm. within that he's got to ensure there's no stagnation yep. because you know it's all very well everyone being excited about this England squad as they have been for a long time under Southgate but you know they really are looking like they need to achieve and I know Andy and I have, have kind of disagreed on this in the past but you know, if, the reality is that Southgate is going to leave after the Euros, isn't he? I would have thought so. so, so well, if, if, if he wins, you'd be mad. If, if, if any England manager... It's hard to see any outcome where he stays on. No, sure, yeah. <clears> if, <throat> if you lose, you think, 
you've had four tournaments. Depending on how they lost, I mean, okay, even yeah, I think you're absolutely it's, right. It's, Whatever it's, happens, it's about more than the result. Can, I, can yeah. I just make the yeah. central point, which sure. I was going to make, which is that and to ensure that you don't get stagnation, you need to not be frightened to move with the times. Mm-hmm. And I think while I'm sympathetic about the Calvin Phillips thing, because I just don't think there's anyone else out there like him. Mm-hmm. And if you look at how the, t- the midfield that England played against France, it was Henderson, Rice and Bellingham. Bellingham. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's fine. But there's no other player really in there, I don't think, in, in, in anywhere near like the form that, that Phillips has shown in the past and the ability level that he's got. Although he had problems with injuries and he's not really playing at City. The Harry Maguire thing I find a really interesting thing. I mean, he must just be so important personality-wise for the squad. He just must be so much a part of the furniture there that Southgate just cannot countenance not playing him uh, or not picking. Who would him. you have in, instead then? Well, it's, yeah, it's a good question, um, a, and, and I think that's that's that is it's is an important question which not many people can answer really that satisfactory. The, you know, the, I think the thing is like it's it's pretty clear now that however well or not well Tomori plays, it's just not into him. No, it, you know, it's, that's it's, the first it's, answer you'd give. It's, it's, it's that clear, isn't it? Yeah, which so, I think is weird. I think it's personally quite weird. Well, anyway. for, for whatever reason, I mean, obviously John Stones is probably England's best centre half at the moment. Um, Joe Gomez is, you know, injuries and form and so on. I mean, yes. he wouldn't even be mentioned. But um, and I think he's injured at the moment. Is he? I forget his status. But anyway, he's he, he's not there. Um, but he was the one, perhaps you thought, could go on to be England's centre half for, for for many many years, and it's not happened for for the aforementioned reasons. Um, but Mark Gay's in there. He's only twenty two, of course. I mean, he is playing for the. Um, the aforementioned Crystal Palace, who are not having a great season, but Gay's been called up a few times now. I think Southgate might quite fancy him, and, and Gay's a type of player who you wouldn't be surprised if he got a move to a bigger club. Yeah. Palace fans won't thank yeah, him for I saying think, that, I think but I think, so. I think we're all we're yeah. all aware. So he's one maybe Andy who would be unlikely to see him get many or even any minutes in these games because no. they're playing against two decent, especially Italy, despite them not qualifying for the World Cup. It's always a huge game against Italy, especially away from home. Um, but but that's probably Gareth Southgate's thinking that in the same way with with Conor Gallagher, Gallagher's not played a huge amount at Chelsea. He's often he often features, but he's not really a starter. But again, more one for the future. I think Gallagher's also quite lucky to be in there, right? And I, I, do you know who I would? And I know this is going to be a, cause a whole load of more questions that I'm probably not going to be able to answer. So take this with a pinch of salt if you want. The one player I think that deserves to be rewarded with a call up to this squad mm. is um, Solly March, yeah, who's been outstanding. Yeah. All season, mm-hmm. and Brighton has. are flying high, and we sit in different contexts in this studio and talk about how good Brighton have been, and we never mention the fact that March has been one of their best players, if not their best player. I think he's a... English and can can probably. Well, Vish a... mentioned him a, a little while ago, actually, and I remember it, it us all going. Mm-hmm. It's a philosophical. It's a philosophical argument that you you actually show the wider footballing public, if you like, that if you play well enough, you are going to be rewarded. Which I thought was what this whole era was about. Agreed. And, well, I, th- I think we know it's not anymore. Yeah, but of course because it's not going to be. Southgate's just like any other international coach in that he has his favourites and he's going to pick them. Yeah, but I don't think that's, come, come I don't hell think that's or high water necessarily. No, no, I, I understand that. I understand that. But on, on the other hand, I think March is, is interesting because when you look at... When De Serbi arrived at, at Brighton, he identified him straight away. Mm. He's like, I'm going to work on you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to become a really important player for me. And that's exactly what he's done. And funnily enough, he did similar with other players, uh, Sassuolo, for example, who in a weird kind of way almost provided the backbone for Italy at Euro 2020. When you think of what um, Locatelli contributed, Berardi, Raspadori, all coached by Deserbi. No coincidence. There we go. 
There we are, you see. I mean, but again, though, with, with March wanting to play a bit more of a wing-back role and so on, I don't know whether there's, you know... Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there is that, I suppose, a little bit with England. Anyway, yeah, uh, he's not in there, um, and perhaps he should have been, but there we are. Um, I, I want Southgate it's to confirm that Raheem really... Sterling's left out because he wasn't fit, um, we should yeah. say, because he was the other high-profile But he's, not, he's not really playing as a wing-back, is he, Mike? He's playing kind of, I mean, in yeah. the Palace game, they played a back forward, he played in front of Veltman, and that was that, really. True enough, yeah. Well, he's not in there, but perhaps he will in, in, in due course. And that's why I'll be boycotting. Do you think Ta- Ivan Tony's going to get any minutes? <laughs> um, he I won't start so. the game. It's a real shame if he gets picked and doesn't get any minutes. He's not going to start, though, is he? No. no. So he's, he's there for backup for Kane, really. It's unlikely he would come on <laughs> On, on one of the flanks either side especially I think, I think the... he's a similar player to Kane as we've said before and yeah. I think if you have an issue where Kane has to go off after an hour or whatever you, you can yeah you can do that but they're two really important games for England they and, are. and it's not like you've got a fr- sometimes this you sets have, the tone for the qualifier. sometimes you have a qualifier and a friendly there don't you or sometimes it's a break for a friendly or, or maybe it's a Nations League game that no one apart from you cares about and then you can give them, give them a chance but in these two games it's quite difficult to see that yeah uh, perhaps if England I mean, England would want to put the, the Ukraine game away. Yeah, you do early. that early on, and maybe not you can, saying yeah. they will. By the way, but no. that's what they would want to do anyway. Yes. Gentlemen, FA Cup time this weekend, quarterfinals no less. Uh, Manchester United host Fulham on Sunday. Uh, Manchester, Manchester United, of course, he's past Real Betis in the Europa League last night. Rashford on the score sheet. Beauty, Mr. Future. Rashford absolutely <laughs> loves playing there. Uh, Eliopolis. Do you remember that three-two yeah. England win? He scored in that, didn't he? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. What about his goal though? Come See, on. that was a Nations League game that everyone gave a shit about, Luke. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I've forgotten about it, so maybe I hadn't. I didn't. It um, was one of the finest forty-five minutes I've ever seen an England side produce. But what about? I mean, you you started that chat by saying Rashford missed a few chances. You can't overlook his goal. No, I'm not. It's an absolute beauty. It was a beauty. Right, yeah. I thought it. Uh, right in the corner mm, as well. Yeah, the one yeah. spot the keeper couldn't get it, get to it. Is he going to do that against Fulham? We hope so. Why? Because he, Rashford's our beautiful boy. He feeds our kids. Well, in a 4-1 loss against Fulham, we hope he gets the one. I think there's much chance Fulham are going to win 4-1 at Old Trafford. Look, I come to you with this because you know what it's like to have your side go to Old Trafford in a quarter-final. Batter them. Yeah. Yeah, we battered them. So, can, can Fulham do it? I mean, obviously, you know, they can, but I mean, they're not in brilliant form, although what, wait, it's only wait, been a couple of games. In the situation... Palina's back. In the, well, he's a great, a great bonus for them. In the, in the 2008 quarter-final you're referring to, oh, yeah. where Portsmouth beat Man United 1-0 at Old Trafford. Channel it. Um, what you were looking for going into that game, I remember, was essentially a Haley's Comet event where anything that could go wrong for United did and everything that could go right for Pompey did. And that's what happened. I mean, you could point... play that game a hundred times mm. and oh, man. they would have lost every single one. Uh, one I mean, that, that stopped Man United winning the treble, essentially. I think uh, they, at one point, I, I forget, it was a Man United player cleared it, the ball off the Pompey line for them accidentally yeah. you know and if it was, yeah, it was, it was I think was it Carrick might have been I think it might have yeah, been Carrick I think it was, yeah. the, it was the greatest they robbery they to go and go for the penalty greatest robbery in the history of the FA Cup I disagree with that point name another one but name a bigger one I don't need to you do it was Portsmouth went there. Name, name a more entertaining robbery in the history <laughs> of the FA Cup <laughs> well let's hope there's one on Sunday for Fulham yeah uh, and what do, do you have any hope for um, Grimsby against Brighton? Yeah, probably not. I, I don't. Their exploits already, haven't they? Really? Well, I think I think you know it's it's in, it's incredible, really. I mean, there's four sides outside of the top flight that are in the quarterfinals. Um, Grimsby are the biggest underdogs, but another trip to the South Coast for them. They enjoyed the uh, the, the the previous one when they beat Southampton in the last round. You, of course, uh, you know they, they overturned the, the big win that 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 on that occasion was uh, they overturned the ban on their their inflatable Harry the Harry Haddocks. Haddocks. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see some more Harry Haddocks down there. Oh, we? yeah, must do. Must you do. think so? Well, the, the Brighton experience, the Amex experience, is very much focused around the away fan enjoying it and reaching across and mm. like you know 
relating to their culture, isn't it? Uh, but I don't think on the pitch, Brighton will be as generous a host as Southampton. You wouldn't were, have though. thought so. <laughs> well, well, Brighton. Um, I mean, what an opportunity <clears throat> for them. What an opportunity but, for them this year. I mean, I think what we can all hope yeah. is that Brighton get back to the FA Cup final and uh, Jules again gets whisked to the game on the back of a motorbike. Oh, <laughs> that would be great. You say it as if she did in the previous FA Cup final. Yeah. The previous one they, they made was a long, long time no, ago. No, the, the, the semi. The semi a couple oh, of years ago. I see. Yeah. And it was Where's a, match, it? It was a matchbox it? motorbike as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I think they should do, if Grimsby beat Brighton at the Amex, we can obviously first and foremost understand that the reason they've done so well in this competition is because they've played all their games by the seaside. That's right. right? The, the semi-final should automatically mm. be moved to a stadium right on the seafront. Yeah, I agree with you. How, how about Craven Cottage's compromise? There you go, River, River. It's by the river, that counts. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, that, that's fine, I don't know what's going on You're not on interested here. in this one, are you? Well, not really. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think it would be... It'd be unfair if Fulham gets the final, wouldn't it? I, I yeah. basically hope that neither of the Manchester clubs win this tournament. Right. Because it would be, like, it would be incredible. Obviously, I want Fulham to win the tournament, but just trying to look at this from, you know, sort of neutral position. It'd be amazing if Sheffield United or Blackburn, or Grimsby did it. I mean, Grimsby did it, my goodness. You know, I mean, it's, you know, they're only the fifth club from the fourth division to make it to the quarterfinals since the league was founded in the late 50s, you know. But it's 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 incredibly unlikely they're going to do it. So looking at the two other, um, you know, uh, hopefuls that are in there, you know, Brighton, Fulham, well, and Burnley as well, actually. Of course, it would be incredible if Burnley did that, cause, but they're away to Man City. You're really looking at, could Fulham or Brighton be the disruptors? in those Manchester sides Fulham and Brighton neither side have won a major trophy in their history I've mentioned this a number of times already about Fulham Brighton haven't either so a trophy win to them in the same way when we saw Newcastle go to Wembley the other um, week or whenever it was you know the the fanfare obviously they've got special fans and a great fan base anyway it feels like what a cup final should be and how a cup final should be celebrated exactly yeah no no, I totally agree and you've sold me on it 100% thank you Andy I I I think there's yeah look City will need to be on it. This is this Burnley mm. side. They play amazing football. They've absolutely blitzed the championship. They've got one of the most exciting managers in Europe, according to all the statistics that people look at mm-hmm. and, and basically the type of football they play and the results they've got. And he have a very high personal motivation to make an impact. Right. So all that said, does that all say that Burnley are going to win? No, it doesn't. But what it does say is that if Manchester City aren't absolutely on it, they're going to get embarrassed. Yeah. So, and that does bring its own jeopardy to the occasion. Yeah. Now, you could find that Man City score a couple of goals early on because they're capable of that. Or you could find you have a situation, like there was a situation back in November where they end up losing at home to Brentford. They don't start very well. Tony scores quite early on um, and then scores again to, to beat them, I think, in the 97th minute or whatever. Mm. And it was just one of those days. Mm. Burnley are capable of being the Brentford in that scenario. So there's a, yeah. there's a bit of jeopardy yeah, in there. I understand that. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, Vincent Company, of course, uh, returned to his old team and he was uh, Pep Guardiola said that he was destined to manage Manchester City one day and Company said, I think uh, Man City should always have the best manager in the world and that is not me. I'm a championship manager. That's my level. I'm, I'm very much enjoying at the moment People giving this studied niceness of Guardiola a, a back a little bit. You had Spalletti doing that, didn't you? He was he was asked after Napoli's win in the in the Champions League, how would you feel about playing Manchester City? And um, you know, because Guardiola said you're the best team in Europe, and he said, "Well, look, I, I don't care much for his psychological warfare. All I, w- <laughs> all I would say is they're worth nine hundred million, and we're worth about yeah. nine. Yeah, right. It's not, but Spalletti's not having it." Which is what I'm talking I about. Enjoy. Best managers in the world. Spalletti's up there right now. I tell you, Doing oh, great big job. time! My great goodness. job! Big time. My goodness. 
Right, Luke Moore, what have we got now? Yes, indeed. Right now, it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app, and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Every Friday on the preview show, we build our own ramble popular bet builder, of course. And today, we're looking ahead to Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Andy, take it away. Well, you know what? Leandro Trossard is definitely going to start this game because Gabriel Jesus started last night against Sporting. So Trossard ready to score any time and go one better than him hitting the post late on last night against Sporting, right? That's a good yeah, save. Right. Good save by Adan, yeah. yeah. Okay, Leandro Trossard to score any time is Andy's pick. Marcus, how about yourself? A first half correct score of 2-0 to Arsenal. I think Arsenal will go into the break with a good lead and, and I think they'll win the game quite handsomely. Yeah, uh, but my know, bet is first half correct score of 2-0 to Arsenal. Good man. Okay, uh, Jim's up next with a voice note. He's got this to say. Hello everybody, this is Jim and my pick for Betfair's bet builder is for Martin Odegaard to score or assist at any time, of course, against Crystal Palace. So that's Martin Odegaard to score or assist. So he fancies Odegaard to perhaps put on an assist for for the aforementioned Trossard or even score one himself. Um, I'll follow up with the fourth bet of the uh, of the four by saying that I'm going to go for no in both teams to score. I think it's very hard to make an argument given Crystal Palace's recent record and of course we covered that earlier. You've got to have shots to score goals, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. for them to score. So I think we'll go no in both teams to score. So in summary, Leandro Trossard to score any time, a first half correct score of 2-0 to Arsenal, Martin Erdegaard to score or assist, and no in both teams to score. A £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £111.46. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK, a magnificent cause, I'm sure we can all agree. We'll be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder on the preview show next week, exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply, 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. All right, everybody, it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. What? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Well, we do, Jack. It's time for your encyclopedia, you beautiful carved beauty. Um, Andy, you're still the uh, lineal champion after all that Portland Timberwolves nonsense that Luke came out with last time. It's a revolutionary tactic by me. Get in Andy's head, but still lose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. You know the rules of this. It's a a game of categories. You've got to give a right answer within the category mentioned. uh, And if you do, you will uh, stay in the game. And if you don't, then you'll be dumped out. Yeah. And that's how it goes, everybody. Just just the theme tune being played out makes me fuming. Really? Yeah. I've Why? got like association with it, which just means I'll be I'll get beaten. <laughs> really? It's just a loss for me. It's a negative emotion. Why? Why are you being like that? Come on, you you you. Uh, people don't want to hear such negativity before you go into well, the game. I'll take that a little bit more seriously. If you lot didn't conspire to make me play this game again, just because of Andy getting it, getting amongst it. Last Look, time. if I can offer you any slight words of encouragement, what I would say is, don't be a dickhead. Shut your laptop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Apologies. Right. So aggressive. Love that, Andy. Love yeah, that, Take the boy out of South London. But you oh, can't South aggressive London, Andy boy. on a Friday. What a treat. <laughs> right, everybody. Um, first category. I oh, see. I, I wish I was playing. It is Gareth Southgate's first England squad. Wow. 23 players, of oh, course. Fucking hell. Come on. I've got a pen and paper. Can you pass me that pencil? Is that, is, that, is that a pen or a pencil? What are you going to do? Write it on your face? Oh, yeah, it is. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> All right, am I first? Is it me first? Yeah, it is you first. Gareth Southgate's first England squad. Luke Moore. Oh, Can we have uh, an Already at the stage where I just want to get one. Yeah. So I don't embarrass myself too much. Yeah. Uh, Deli Ali. Like that. 
Andy. Jordan Pickford, Jordan Pickford. Yes! No way! Get in there! It's 1-0 to Luke. I could do about four more as well. Yeah. Let me do some more. Go just on, just go for on, my go own on, personal yeah, pride. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Harry Kane. Um. Oh, fuck. <laughs> can, can I say that? Round. Chris Smalling was one, definitely. Do you, do you know what? You've absolutely milk monitored him there. Right. <laughs> A little pat on the head. Well done. All the same. It is all the same. Mikel Antonio, Ryan Bertrand, Cahill, Dyer, Forster, Hart, Heaton, <laughs> Henderson, Jagielka, Johnson, Lingard, Oxley Chamberlain, Rashford, Rooney, Rose, Smalling, Sterling, Stone, Sturridge, Walcott, Walker. Mm. There we go. There we are. One nil to Luke Moore. Who are the oppo? I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> don't try and deflect. Yeah. Just You're on the ropes here, Brassel. Just trying to make conversation. Uh, I'll tell you what, if I win this, we're going around the studio with our tops on. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do the beaty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, next round. Match point to Luke Ball. Oh, here we go. I've said that for a while. Yeah. Um, teams to reach the FA Cup final without winning the competition. So not, they didn't win the game. They have never won the competition yeah. in their history, but they have reached a final. Oh, fucking hell. It's Andy oh, first. I'm first, right? Fulham. Andy first, yeah. Oh. You'd have been paying attention earlier. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to have a gamble here. There's one at your mercy. Yeah. Um, Watford. I played. Brighton. There's the one. Ah! Talked about it not that long ago. Yeah. Come on, Luke Mott. All right. Um, so teams have reached the final, yes, but haven't a... won it. Yes. I know they've reached the final and they were beaten in the final, like I remember them reaching. Have they won it before that? Possibly Sunderland. Was it 1973? Oh, of course I did, yeah. Uh, Bob Stoko. Jim Montgomery. Yeah. Very poor, Shit. very poor. One all. Birmingham City. Bristol City. Crystal Palace, <clears> of course. <throat> oh, scoring. could have had Palace, yeah. Mm. Hull yeah. City, Luton Town, Middlesbrough, yeah. famously. Millwall. Yeah. Not that long ago. Ronaldo yeah, course, got, yeah. got scored in that game. Uh, Queen's Park. <laughs> Queen's Park Rangers, Stoke City. Mm. So it's a bit, bit of a tricky one there. Um, yeah. But Andy takes the point. Normal services resumed. Yeah, yeah, so it's one all. Match point to Andy and Luke. This is like when um, England scored early against Germany in Euro 96. Mm. Well, we've got one up. Yeah. Where you it's think? An, it's inevitable. I'm, we're I'm thinking lose it's now. more of a San Marino in England situation, but what? still carry on. Oh, 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 well, are you having that? What I would say is this. Always is this. Anyone who's listened to this, yeah. who isn't pulling for me to win this, yeah. isn't a proper Ramble fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think, listeners, you know the truth. Come I think, on. I think it could Come be on. when people warn into. Oh, do I really want Manchester United to beat Newcastle in the League Cup? <laughs> final? Um, all right, here we go. It comes down to this, everybody. Weekends have been made or broken um, to this, but they've been quickly picked up uh, by Pitbull, of course. But anyway, if, if you, the, the if last you win, Andy, the last category. If you win, it'll let you jangle the keys. Teams that have what? Listen up here. Teams that have won either the Europa League or the UEFA oh, Cup. Oh, fuck off! With the world's best European football expert sat next to me. Do you want to concede? Do you want to... Do, do... No, I don't want to concede, but right. I want it to be registered in the captain's log. This is Sh- disgraceful. Shut up, then. Um, teams that have won either the Europa League or the, Euro- the UEFA Cup since 1990. Oh, good. Why? Fuck's sake. Come on. <laughs> you might as well just do, like, AFC Wimbledon left-backs. No way! You are not fucking having that! 
Luke Moore, you're first. Oh, good. Okay, what was the question again? I just heard Europe got pissed Hellfire. off. 1990 won, winners. They've won the Europa yeah. League or the UEFA right. Cup since 1990. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to take some. I'm going to take an obscure one to Go fucking on. shove one right up Andy. Is that a good idea? Sh- probably not. Yeah. Shakhtar Donetsk. Well played. Thanks, and that was a lovely image, by the way. Yeah. Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Juventus. Well done. Villarreal. <laughs> Very confident stuff. Yeah, she's so confident. But I don't think it's as difficult as you think. No, you, it's not. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Surely, surely, mm-hmm. I'm, this is right, and Come I can on. remember the Come final. On. Liverpool. Yeah. Here you go. You back to access. FC Porto. Mm-hmm. Manchester United. Well done. Sevilla. You don't have to patronise me every time. That was the obvious answer, Sevilla. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was actually, yeah. Come on. Um, Napoli. Oh, look more. It was 1989. That's a fucking stinker. <laughs> An absolute stinker. Then it's St. Petersburg. Andy Brassel for the win. Andy Brassel Fucking wins. 1989. <laughs> <laughs> no, for more again. What's annoying about that is I genuinely thought that was right. And if I had... If I had to throw it mm. and I didn't have an answer, I was going to say Portland Timberwolves. But I didn't even get a chance to do that. Why don't you? I feel said, bad now. Could have said Parma, Ajax, Bayern, Chelsea, Tesco, Moscow, Eintracht Frankfurt, Feyenoord, Galatasaray, yeah. Inter, Manchester United, Schalke, uh, Valencia. How many more which did you have in your locker? Probably All of them. Five. Most of them. Yeah, yeah most so of that's them. What I've got, I've got no them. chance, have I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, at least you got you had him going until the end. It's like David versus Goliath, but the slingshot didn't work. Mm. That's what it feels like. Yeah, if if I was that. Pep Guardiola, I would sit here going, I honestly think he's he's the best ramble presenter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a little Pepe. Of course, Pepe is a bald fraud, whereas we all know Pitbull is the real deal. <laughs> He's the bald real guy. Let's get the keys out then. Um, let's get the keys out. They're in the lock. The weekend is officially open. Woo. Get your pit ball on it. Jangle everybody. them in the mic or it's not official. Crying out. Ruddy loud. Why don't you just get them ready on the desk when you well, you know it's going to happen? No, you've got to get them out of the pocket. <laughs> That's part of the, <laughs> the, the, trouble, the The reason why it's difficult to get them out of the pocket is there's a little party going on in there. It's, it's the most electrified <laughs> moving no, podcast no, at the time. Nobody wants to leave it, of course. <laughs> no. Don't worry. It's just there. <laughs> The weekend's here. Good in there. Right yeah. then, uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. Run wild and free for the next two and a bit days. Make sure you're back, though, on Sunday night. You don't uh, want to be the other side of the gate. Buy a T-shirt as well while you're there. Why not, eh? What Perci- a good idea. Percival Times Football Ramble. What a great idea. Thank you very much, Luke. Aaron Moore. Thank you very much. I would just say, if you want to sign my petition to never have Andy on a Friday show again, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's available on my Twitter. What's your middle name again, Andy? James? John? Yes, James. And if you're going to do that petition, just turn up outside the Ramble studio, <laughs> pretending yeah. that you're asking for an autograph. Yeah. Thank you very much, Andrew James Brassel. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.